Welcome to the Dare to Dream podcast, a podcast for people who want to get the absolute most out of themselves and who dare to dream big. On each episode, we bring you what's inspiring, helping, and motivating us as we navigate this grand adventure called life. We are so excited. This is going to be episode one of season two. Yes. We are grateful for everyone who has tuned in along the way. It has been quite the journey. So where did we come from? The beginning was a Zoom call that honestly we didn't even share with you guys. It was so terrible. We didn't even have the video on. It was just an audio <laughs> recording. That, basically a phone call. Basically a phone call <laughs> that we were both very nervous for. Yes. But we've come a long way. We have gone from a Zoom call with the video to a bunch of different mics. And now we are here. We have a Blue Yeti mic stepping up the audio. I mean, come on. Giving the people what they want. Give the people what they want. Yeah, we are so thankful and just grateful to be having you all along in this journey. It's such a blessing for us to be there and just be able to speak our minds and spend time together doing something that we really care about and love. And, you know, hopefully we could just impact some lives and do all we can to make this world a better place. One step at a time. One episode at a time. And so a little bit of housekeeping Season two is going to be slightly different. It's going to be new and improved. We've decided that each episode, we will dive deep into one topic. As much as we love jumping around to everything that we can possibly think of, we will try and stay in the fairway with one topic uh, for each episode. Well said, well said. Yeah, so on this episode, Greg, what are we talking about here? We're talking about the morning routine. You know, but first, before we get into that, (laughs) we just want to give a shout out to our first official sponsor. It is my dear, dear brother, Duke. (laughs) More than that, it's his company, Valley Mentality. So Valley Mentality is, it's a lifestyle. Valley Mentality is embracing the good and the bad of life and really creating your own circumstances in everything you do. So my brother, Duke, is a big dreamer. And I'm wearing a Valley Mentality sweatshirt right now. Could you describe it for us? And it looks so good. <laughs> it's a nice red color. Really just frames the chest. Yes. Looking, looking good. Cherry red. It says Valley Mentality on the front. And it's all about just embracing all of life. Dreaming big and just making it a journey. One that you really enjoy and love every step of the way. That's what my brother does and he's an inspiration to me. And so happy we have him as our first sponsor. Um, so if you go to valleymentality.org, you could actually you could find T-shirts, you can find hoodies like the one I'm wearing, and I'll post it on Instagram. And uh, he's got a great shirt, a fan favorite that says "Business" and has two hands shaking. Uh, just <laughs> the classic business gesture, but it's really great stuff, and it you know has a good message behind it. Um, and if you use the code Malibu Influencers, you will get something off. <laughs> <laughs> it's free. It's not free. You might send it for free if, you, if you're nice. But yeah, go to valleymentality.org. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> All right. And on that note, we will get into the topic of today, which, as Vinny mentioned, is the morning routine. And so many people, including myself, I've been trying to kind of rethink my daily structure um, and especially my my morning routine in this new year, make sure that I'm getting the best out of every day and I'm really 
optimizing or de-optimizing, whichever way you want to look at it, my life. And so we'll start off by talking about a morning routine that has been very impactful to both Vinny and I, and it's called the Miracle Morning. So the Miracle Morning I heard first about on a podcast. It was the Model Health Show by Sean Stevenson. He interviewed the author and creator of the Miracle Morning. His name is Hal Elrod. And it's a really simple morning routine. It's easy to implement that consists of seven different things. And Vinny, you want to start us off and tell us what number one is? So number one is silence. So he uses an acronym SAFERS, S-A-F-E-R-S, SAFERS. So the first one, it's meditation really, but he, to make it SAFERS, he made it silence. And yeah, this actually started this week with the Miracle Morning, um, implementing it into my life. And, you know, I actually never really meditated before. For some reason, I just never really got into it, even though I was like really into the whole mindfulness and um, getting the best out of myself and really trying to get my soul and my body and heart at peace. I just never really tried meditating. And um, it actually started with, um, you showed me, we did before, I think it was like episode four, maybe five, uh, Vishen Lakhiani's six step um, meditation, six phase meditation. If you look that up by Vishen Lakhiani, you can find it on YouTube. And it was the first meditation that um, kind of did more than just try to silence everything, like silence the body. Because maybe the reason why I wasn't super into meditation before was that it didn't really do much for me just to just to like quiet everything down. It was, you know, I felt like I was almost just wasting like 20 minutes or wasting time, even though obviously it is helpful and it's proven to be helpful. But with this one that you showed me, um, it was the first one that actually like set kind of goals and like wanted to create an outcome for the day. And we'll, we'll get into it more. Um, but I really recommend, yeah, Vishen Lakhiani's six phase meditation, because that's what I use in, in this seven step, lots of steps. So what I use in this miracle morning. So I start with meditation. Um, and through that, he goes through uh, visualization and really all starts with being grateful and having compassion. And that is definitely something that we need right now. It's something that has been just huge for me personally is just changing my whole perspective of gratitude and just living in gratitude. What are some things you've been doing to live more in gratitude? So, yeah, it starts with this, honestly. It's um, so in the six phase meditation, he starts with compassion um, and he goes through just being compassionate for yourself, for others. And meditation is just interesting how it's like you, you really just focus on that thing like so much, like compassion or gratitude. And you really, like, you, like I wrote down there, you marinate in that emotion. <laughs> you bask in it. Like, and he recommends, he, while he walks you through it, just think of something that makes you grateful in that moment. And I think of like the birds chirping outside when I do this like early in the morning and the sun rising. And the fact that I could watch the sunrise and that I'm alive and I could feel the energy, you know, just waking me up and I have a whole day ahead of me. I'm just, that's what makes, that's what I'm grateful for. And, you know, I picture that moment 
and you don't have you know you're not waiting for something else to happen to you you're just there and sitting in it and really just feeling it and when you do that that just it kind of just changes everything you're not waiting for something else you're not waiting for the future to happen you're not asking questions you're just grateful for what is and i think that's just an amazing way to start the day and really just i've been trying to implement that into my entire day and every moment that i can just you know we will get into more but i've been listening to just these these kind of this group of people that i think are just so important right now that are just changing the whole paradigm of living in fear versus living in gratitude and just kind of focusing on these conversations of of health and wellness as opposed to you know restricting um connection and the things that are really gonna you know beat this thing and and change things is coming together as people and actually not seeing like us versus them but really just realizing that we all are one people and you know we might have different opinions and that's inevitable but we are one and that's something to be grateful for and seeing other people with compassion and you know so I went off kind of a bit of a tangent there. <laughs> That's okay. We'll we'll drop all those podcasts in the show notes. They're from people like Aubrey Marcus, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Dr. Zach Bush, yes. and Sean Stevenson with the Model Health Show. And as Vinia mentioned, so starting starting your morning off with silence, it can be prayer, meditation, gratitude, whatever suits you, and how Elrod, the creator of this, says spend ten minutes on each of these. Actually it's only six. So spend each ah. <laughs> 10 minutes on each so it'll last an hour mm-hmm. and uh, another plot twist it's it's <laughs> savers is the oh is the uh, acronym unless you spell visualization with an f which is possible so we'll move on to the next one which it's is affirmations awesome. yes and what he means and what i do is essentially just having a list of affirmations of they can be beliefs values things that are important to you they can be about who you currently are or what I like to do is write down who I want to be or how I want to feel. And so a couple of mine off the top of my head from my list is I am the healthiest I have ever been. I feel like a superhero and I look amazing. I am spiritually centered, emotionally grounded, mentally focused and totally healthy. My immune system is more resilient than Sparta. I love that one. I am changing my mindset on sickness and realizing that we are really not supposed to get sick as human beings. And so my goal is to go the entire year without being sick. This will be a bit challenging given everything that's going on, but I definitely think I can do it if I have the right mindset. And the affirmations piece for me has been, it's just very, it was a little foreign at first. Like it feels a little weird saying like, you know, I am beautiful, I am wonderful. Um, But you get in the habit and just hearing your voice Hearing yourself say these things out loud is very, very powerful. So that is step number two, affirmations. And he actually makes an interesting point about that. As traditional kind of affirmations go, you say things that like, you know, I'm a money magnet is an example that he uses. Like money flows naturally to me. But if it's not happening in your life, you know, you feel like it might be a sham or it's just doesn't make sense and you might just stop doing it. Um, 
but what he says is say something that you're committed to, that you're committed to doing, and then why it's deeply meaningful to you. So personally, I say I'm committed to writing my book day by day, little by little, with incredible joy throughout the process. This is deeply meaningful to me because I have a gift that I must share with the world, perception of the earth, and I strive to be a guiding light. Life is beautiful and I long to capture that beauty and I will write every morning or evening at least a thousand words. So what I'm actually really um, liking about this and why I think it's working better than what I've done in the past is I'm kind of starting with smaller stuff, um, just like writing a little bit, but you have to do it every day. Meditating for 10 minutes, but you have to do it every day. Instead of, you know, taking a big bite that you might um, fall off in a couple weeks, start small with these things and give yourself, you know, an opportunity just to try new things and see what happens. Mm, I really like that too, because you kind of combined an affirmation with a goal. So, and you're just reinforcing that goal every single day by saying what you're committed to and why. Exactly. So why it's meaningful to you, I think it's really important. That just kind of solidifies it. So the next is visualization. So this kind of, um, like I said, with the Vishen Lakhiani six-phase meditation, he does a visualization portion of that. That's one of the phases. And so I do this before the affirmations um, as part of the meditation. And it's really powerful because he says to imagine, have a vision for yourself that you want in the next, in three years. He says that... We overestimate what we could do in one year, but underestimate what we could do in three. And I think that just is a testament to kind of doing a little bit of something that you care about every day, as opposed to trying to, you know, this is the year that I lose 50 pounds, or this is the year where I fall in love with a job or find the right person. Set, you know, some, like dream big, but make it something that you commit to for three years. He says, so visualize that instead of just visualizing what's going to happen, like if you want to run a marathon, instead of just visualizing what, you know, yourself running through the finish line, visualize what it's going to feel like. And this has been honestly the biggest thing for me personally, because I've mentioned before, but I'm just kind of working through this back situation um, for the last few years. And it's really just been the most frustrating and confusing challenge that I've ever come across because health and fitness is so important to me and it's been taken away, which really comes back to the whole gratitude thing too, because I have so much to be grateful for and if I could just live in gratitude, you know, it just changes my entire perspective. And I envision myself healthy, 100% strong in three years. And I cried several times this morning while meditating, envisioning that. And he says, you know, um, think of the emotions that you're going to feel, the sounds that you're going to hear. And I just see myself as healthy and strong and so much I want to do. I want to climb Mount Fuji (laughs) for starters. And I know it's, and he says, and know what's going to happen. And I do know what's going to happen. And whatever you set your mind to, you know, just believe with absolute certainty that it will happen. And that also just comes back to you don't know the why and the what, but be open to the how. I don't know how it's going to happen exactly, but I know it will. And that's why visual, visualization and affirmations are really powerful. 
That's a big one. I know we touched upon that last time, but I'm going to reiterate it because it's so powerful. It's been really changing my life is focus on what you want and why you want it. And don't worry about the how. The how will figure itself out. And the how always comes about in a way that's completely different than what you were trying to forecast in your mind. And so it really is not very helpful to try and predict the future or worry about the future. Just think about those emotions you're going to have when, the, when that thing comes true. There's a really awesome quote by John Kabat-Zinn that talks about just enjoying life, enjoying the big unfolding as an adventure and approaching it with no, no intention, not intention, no expectation, just whatever happens, you're just grateful for. And mm-hmm. I love that mindset. Definitely. And that just, you know, it's like, I, I'm not worried anymore about how it's going to happen. I'm not focusing every day on how is this, how am I going to change this thing? Why has this happened to me? It's, it is what it is. It's happened. And I'm grateful for, for so much. And I don't know how, like if I knew how it was going to happen, that would be the known, but you want to make space for the unknown to take place. And that's when miracles can really happen in your life. So basically dream big and just expect it these good things that happen to you because when you get in that mindset of knowing that's something you know this good this dream will come to pass and you will get through whatever challenge you're facing and really thinking about the emotions that you're going to feel when it happens that's what really hits home yeah and so quick side note we're going through these in the order that he that Hal recommends but feel free to mix and match go out of order. It kind of just depends on what works for your schedule the most. And he recommends doing each for 10 minutes, but he also talks about how if you wake up late one day and you're rushed, you can condense each section, each of the six sections into just a minute. So you could essentially do the whole morning routine in six minutes if you had to. And that's really powerful because there's a lot of value in committing to something and sticking to it and not breaking the chain, so to speak, of days in a row that you've done your morning routine. So if it's a weekend and you don't have enough time, just condense it down, make six minutes and get it done. And so we'll move into the next one, which is E, and that stands for exercise. Mm. And this is super open-ended. You can do any form of exercise that you desire. And you can do it in any order, like I mentioned. But for this one, what I've been doing that's really, really impacted my life is I've been doing yoga. And because I have a little more than just an hour in the morning, um, I've been doing about 30 minutes of yoga and it's been phenomenal for the rest of my day. It's crazy. So when I do yoga, I just go on YouTube. Um, I've been doing these videos. They're called, if you just type in yoga with men, breathe and flow. Um, It's this guy. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. It's this guy named Flo, this German guy who is just phenomenal. He has a very dry sense of humor. Amazing, amazing arm sleeve tattoo Um, and just guides you through excellent yoga. And especially being a guy, um, I found that I like taking my my yoga lessons from another guy. I don't know what it is, but it's just it's a little less um, like, okay, now we're going to do flower pose and we're going to hold it. It's just a little more to the point structured. Um, And so I've been doing this. And when I do yoga, it seems like the rest of my day after that. I don't know how to explain it, but it seems like there's more space in between every second in the day. It just like stretches time out a little bit. So I feel less anxious and I just have more time to be and focus on the present. Hmm. So I've been loving yoga. Another great one is 
jump roping. I did jump roping for a long time during quarantine until my friend broke my jump rope. <laughs> and you can really do whatever you want. What have you been doing, Vinny? Well, if you know me, I'm a walker. <laughs> and I highly recommend it to start the day because it's basically all I could really do. So I go just for a big few mile walk and that's a hike. Yeah, I pretty much go for a hike. <laughs> and I, you know, if you have the time, I go early. Um, but it's just something about just getting out and feeling the sun on my skin at the start of the day, getting the vitamin D, which is known, you know, that's prevents COVID walking actually does too. Um, to try these things and, you know, just increase overall health while you're, while you're at it. But yeah, get some sun, listen to the sounds of the earth, listen to something good, podcast, maybe this one. Um, <laughs> Definitely this yeah, one. Yeah, get some steps in. Or, you know, how Elrod recommends just the seven-minute workout app. I haven't done it personally. I haven't done that one. How is it? <laughs> <laughs> Another one, though, is uh, Tabata. The Tabata app, which is like high intensity training, uh, yeah, big fan of that. Awesome. When I'm informed. Is that is that hit high intensity interval yeah. training? Yep. What is that? That's like doing. So the Tabata app, jumping like, jacks. You could put in like um, you could set however many sets you want to do, and then however many rounds. So we set like seven sets, uh, four rounds, thirty seconds a set, ten seconds in between. So basically, it takes the you know, the, the time of the gym that you're just not really doing anything out of it. So it's 30 seconds of push-ups, 10 seconds of rest. And then like on the app, it'll have a timer and a beeper. And if you want to just get, you know, quick 30 minutes in, I, that's a great way to do it. Awesome. So I think the next one is reading. I know we were going to save the books we're reading till the end of the podcast, but maybe we just talk about it here. Yeah. Absolutely. So he just recommends um, 10 minutes of reading something that really relates to what you want to do. So like for me, you know, I've I've thought about this. I could, since I just love reading in general, um, I kind of just figure anything that's um, helping me learn. If I'm just learning about something, it's beneficial. Or if I just enjoy it too. Like, but usually I think you as well, you read nonfiction in the morning and then finish the day with fiction just to kind of get lost in another world but so I do that too so 10 minutes of just learning and reading something interesting in the morning um should we get into what we're reading yeah real quickly so he he says on the podcast with Sean Stevenson Hal talks about how if you read 10 minutes uh 10 pages a day so a page per minute for a whole year that's 3,650 pages and that's about equivalent to reading like 18 200 page books books. So 10 minutes a day and you can read 18 books, which is much higher than the average person. We think, yeah, we think we don't have time to read. It's, it stacks up. That's what, you know, that's kind of what the lesson is with this. It's like just when you make it not an option, um, you'll just be surprised by what you can get done. Like we, when we already just psych ourselves out of doing all the stuff that is clearly beneficial for us, but the hardest thing to do is to make a choice today that you didn't make yesterday. So just the change is just doing something today that you didn't do yesterday. And just as a example of this, like on the first day I did this, I didn't write my book at all. And it was, I was like about to go to sleep. And I'm like, 
really like I'm not gonna be <laughs> day one <laughs> but day one yeah. but I did it I worked on it and it felt so good after and then all I needed to do was push over that first domino and then it's just like now I'm, the wheels are turning and I know I'm not gonna stop so just start and just even though it's gonna be uncomfortable doing something new all it takes is one go at it and you know 10 pages a day you might not even consider yourself a reader but 10 pages, 10 minutes. Come on, you can do it. We all know you're stumbling around in the dark for <laughs> 10 minutes in the morning. Just pick up a book. Also, too, like when you have a, a plan like this, this has been big for me. I, I wake up and sometimes I just stand there. <laughs> so I'm like, what am I, what should I do right now? Uh, drink some water. That's big. But when you like, when you have a set of things that's like, I, I know what I'm going to do, um, you know, you could obviously change things up and have fun with it. That's a big part of it. But when you have a plan, it just takes the guesswork out of it. And it's like they say, you know, that the busiest people can get the most done because, you know, they're not doing other things. Um, in the same way, when you know you have something to do, and you know what your routine is, you'll just get a lot more done and have a lot more free time, actually. So then you could, you know, do what you really want to do as well. Absolutely. And if you don't know what to read, reach out to either of us. We have lots of book recommendations. Uh, yeah. I am currently reading Autobiography of a Yogi, which has been a really interesting read so far. This was one of Steve Jobs' favorite books. I actually think it was his favorite book of all time. It was the only book that he had on his iPad. And at his funeral, everyone who attended, he gave a copy of this book to, wow. which is about, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess up his name, but... Param, it's it's about Yoga Yogananda. Right. I can never pronounce his first name. He ha, he created the Paramahamsa, Paramahamsa, something like that. Okay. <laughs> Not gonna try. He created the uh, the Swami Center in Encinitas, the the spiritual realization center. Um, so I'm reading that. I'm reading another really interesting book by Stephen Kotler called Catching Fire, that is all about flow state, getting into that that zone where space and time kind of cease to exist. And it's actually shown that when you're in a flow state, both your physical and mental capabilities increase by like 40%. So it's crazy. Um, And then the third book I'm reading is The Greatest Salesman in the World, which we've briefly touched upon. It's a short little book. It's a fable or parable that has these 10 scrolls that you repeat uh, daily for a month each. And so what are you reading, Vinny? Yeah, so in the morning, um, I got one that... You know, if you're a fan of history and since I'm a fan of just literature and poetry, it's um, about Walt Whitman, who, if you don't know who Walt Whitman is, he was, he's kind of considered the, the great 19th century American poet. Um, so if that sounds fasc- fascinating to you, it's really interesting. It's not just like a biography on him. It's how he served um, in the Civil War, but not, he wasn't a soldier. He went into the hospitals and just provided comfort to all the soldiers that were wounded and, and dying and it changed his life he was in a serious rut he's from brooklyn new york and the 1800s in america was just a crazy time in history like you had the transcendentalist movement and people like ralph waldo emerson and henry david thoreau so walt Whitman kind of falls into that category of just the great american spirit and it's really interesting um and yeah, I just learned, I, you know, I'm interested in the Civil War, and um, so if you're interested in history and about America, maybe check it out. It's called The Better Angel. 
And then another one, this might be more um, you know, wide-reaching, The Aligned Method by Aaron Alexander. And he's a great podcast, um, The Aligned Podcast. Do you listen to it? I haven't heard that one. I heard him on the Sean Stevenson. We're just going to list all the podcasts here. Listen to it on the Model Health Show with Sean Stevenson. And it's just all about aligning your body, which is something that I think I need to do right now. And it's just kind of basic principles to get your body in alignment. And, you know, things to do throughout the day, just more floor time, hanging, nose breathing. What does floor time mean? <laughs> time on the floor. Uh, just trying to spend as much time as possible on the floor. Like lying down or? Lying down. Yeah, just setting up the floor as like the place you want to be. Hmm. So cushions on the floor, just, you know, like a kid, just finding joy and just getting down there and just getting into weird positions, doing your work on the floor, um, stretching, kind of just all, that's kind of what we're meant to do is we're meant to walk and move and just kind of be like in a cave, like cave people just lying down on the floor, spending time on the floor. Um, So that's the Align Method by Aaron Alexander. And then... I'm reading Eldest, which is the second book in the Inheritance series by uh, Nick Paolini? Christopher, Christopher Paolini. Um, so close. <laughs> butcher that one. And if you're a fan of Aragon, terrible movie, but great book. I just finished the first one, so Greg lent me the second one. And it's just, I will speak very highly of reading books that you enjoyed as a kid. Because my, uh, you know, my excitement for just fantasy and things I loved as a kid have never been so strong and I think it's really relating to what I'm finding my passions are is just writing and reading and just being creative and so yeah Eldest is great and I would just say you know if you like the Phantom Tollbooth maybe give that one another go it's on my list again and I'm excited (laughs) um all right so the last one is one we have talked about extensively on other episodes. The S stands for scribe, yes. which is a fancy way of saying journaling. So we won't, we, won't, we won't beat it into you too much today about the importance of journaling. But again, always a good way to organize your thoughts, kind of unload the negative thoughts out of your head onto paper, or set the tone for your day with positive thinking. Other way around, either one works. Um, and just, yeah, finish the routine with a quick journaling session. Or if you want to, a lot of times I'll put all of the like indoor activities before and then the exercise. I'll do that one last, go outside. Uh, so I don't, so I'm not sweating while I'm riding. Right, riding while riding the bike. Yeah. <clears throat> um, another point on that is just that, you know, if you don't like, if you feel like I'm not, a, not one who journals and I don't have like a bunch to say, Write down three things you're grateful for, and then three things, three most important things you want to accomplish that day. And something that I actually had like a big realization yesterday, I did this, and then I was journaling before I went to bed, and I never really look back at like what I'd written before. I don't do it too often, unless I'm like writing a story or something, but I looked up and I saw like the three, I was like, oh wow, I wrote that this morning. Like, so much has happened today. And I looked up, I got two out of the three things done. There we go. The three big things. Then, like, I wrote down just, like, the kind of less important stuff and have, like, nine or ten on that list. But I 
thought about all the things in between the tasks, the things in between the to-do list, and I wrote all that down. So wow, I went three walks today. I got sun. I felt the sun on my skin. I listened to the birds. I, one of the walks was after dinner. I looked up at the stars and it just was full of wonder. And I wrote all this stuff down. Um, I connected with people. I had a funny conversation at the grocery store. Like, so write down that stuff too. And it's just a really good way to start the day by saying what you're grateful for in that moment. And then if you look back at it later, you'll be surprised at how much you actually get done and the interesting things that make life meaningful that happen throughout the day. I love that. That's that's where all life's beauty happens, in between the to-do list items. That's how, so I wrote this as an article, and it's called uh, Rethinking the To-Do List. Mm. That's very cool. And I think the biggest takeaway for this whole morning routine, I know what we just walked through maybe sounds a little structured might sound a little intimidating with the six things to do, but really your morning routine is totally up to you and it's flexible. So find what works for you. And there's little, there's little ways that you can make it a lot more fun. So if you're a caffeine drinker, something I used to do was I would always just brew myself a cup of green tea right at the beginning um, to kind of carry me through the morning routine. What I do now is I have a breakfast smoothie that is waiting for me at the end of my routine. Nice. And it's literally the same thing every single day, but I never get tired of it. And I'm always looking forward to it. So, and if this one doesn't, if this morning routine doesn't work for you, like I said, switch it up. Um, I used to have a slightly different morning routine and I wrote an article about it on my website. I actually wrote an ebook. It's called How to Become a Morning Person. And it details a morning routine and also the night before. Because the night before is a super important part that often isn't talked about. You have to set yourself up for success. So if you want to go check that out, you can download it for free on my website, gregoryrussellbenedict.com, and try that. Give that one a go. Whatever whatever feels right for you is the right answer. Exactly. There's no rhyme or reason. This is just kind of a, a way to, to break up. Because the reason he wrote this book, Hal Elrod, um, is because these things, as he says it, that, you know, they're these traditional ancient practices that go back to the beginning of time you know people have always meditated um journal read just learned exercised, done all the stuff but i guess nobody ever brought them all it's kind of surprising but nobody ever brought them all together in one kind of solidified routine so you could really just mix and match and do what works for you but whatever just kind of brings you joy and kind of makes you less stressed during the day. And I think it's really comes down to being grateful. And yeah, it's, it's changed my life. And you know, we're big on this podcast about trying new things, challenging yourself. So this week, give it a try. Listen to the, we'll, we'll put it in the show notes. Listen to the podcast with Hal Elrod on the Model Health Show. He gives you everything you need to know to get started. Um, he also wrote a book called The Miracle Morning, but I actually don't think it's necessary to read at all. You can get everything from his podcast and just give it a try. You will be very surprised at how well, how wonderful you feel just linking these six things together and you'll just have a completely different perspective for the rest of the day. Totally. And it's like after this, if you don't get anything else done for the day, it's already pretty good. Take the best stuff that you're going to do that day. Then you go to work, you'll be happy. 
And that is where we will leave you for yes. this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. We are grateful as always, and we will see you next time. Can't wait for what this year has in store. Love y'all.